0: This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. All right, let's bow our heads as we go into the Word of God for today. In Jesus' name. Father, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you, we give you all the glory all the honor, all the adoration, as we commend this service unto the mighty hand. Father, come and have your way. Let our word bring for healing, bring for liberation, bring for deliverance unto us, and unto this nation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord is good. The message is titled, My God is a man of war. And we are taking our message from the book of Psalm 94, verse 1. My God is a man of war. Psalm 94 verse 1. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth. O God, to whom vengeance belongeth. Show thyself. It's a call for God to prove that is God. A call by the psalmist for his God to arise and shine. A call by the psalmist for his God to show his strength, his power, his might. A call by children of God when they need their God to arise for their sake. Our God is a man of war. He's a God that does not seek for battles. And at the same time, he's a God that does not shy away from battles. He's a lion. He's a lamb. But all for good. He's the I am that I am. At whatever level you place your relationship with him, that is the same level who he'll operate for you. If you see him as an awesome God, he manifests his power in awesome ways beyond your imagination. If you see him, As one who your problems are bigger than his capacity, of course, he will manifest for you at that level where you have placed him. Our God, who is the man of war, is a God that no armed forces, no army, no air force, no navy can stop. He's a God that no power can stop him from moving. If you are in doubt, go to Egypt and ask for what happened to him. That whatever power he had under his control couldn't stop this God from moving for his children. And that is why somebody here is saved by this almighty God. Eight, nine, and as far as I'm concerned, as far as this God, leave it. If he declare anyone without this God, it is in vain. Because he has the final say. And this God will arise for his children this season in Jesus' name. Eight, nine, Psalm 94, the is called upon his God. He knew the God he was actually calling upon. When the psalmist shouted in Psalm 94 verse 1, O oh Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O oh God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself." He was in a situation beyond his control, but not beyond the control of our God. When the psalmist called upon the man of war in Psalm 94, he was in a situation between life and death. He was in a situation Consider hopeless to man, but not hopeless to our God. He was in a situation that has defied human wisdom, but only the wisdom of God can arrest. Today, every situation in your life that has defied human solution will receive the attention of the man of war in Jesus' name. Amen. And by reason of this service, God will show up for your sake in Jesus' name. Amen. For the man of war to show up for your sake, you must know who your God is. Some people say, I know God. But does God know you? He is not limited the way man is limited. He has created an able an environment for everyone that wants to know him to know him. That needs to relate with him to relate with him. He is not limited the way man is limited. And there's nobody this God cannot show up for. You determine the level on which this God and platform which he will show up for you. But one thing is clear. That this God will not show up for you. At the platform of fear. He shows up at the platform of faith. Then I said in 11.32 "But the people that do know their God. Shall be strong. And do exploits. We can only do exploits. When our faith is totally on the man of war. Exodus 14.14 declares. I shall fight for you. The law will fight for you. While you hold your word. Peace. What makes God to fight for us? Our faith makes him to fight for us. Your fear does not move him. Our unbelief does not move him. Our doubt does not move him because fear and belief and doubt they are abominations unto him. They are the properties of the devil. The faith of the three Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, drew down their God. The faith of the three Hebrew men made the man of war to show himself on their behalf in the book of Daniel. Come with me please to the book of Daniel chapter 3 verse 13. Daniel chapter 3 verse 13. And let us look at what activated the man of war to come down for these three Hebrew men. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Because they refused to bow to his graven image. In anger, he decided that must be killed. Today there are still men who are playing... God on this earth. Who believe that they have the final say? Who believe that they are in a position to determine when you live and when you die? Who believe that they are in a position to decide what comes to you and what does not come to you? But they forget that it's a God that has the ultimate power. The giver of life and the one that takes back life. Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not you serve my God nor worship the God in which I have set all. Now if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flutes, harp, sabbath, satry, and docima, and all kinds of music, you follow and worship the image which I have made, where, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of burning fairy furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? I have seen men boast. I have seen occultic agents boast asking how they die, as witnessed so many of them, how they it from this earth. Then you know that indeed, that God is God. And no one can take over the position of God over your destinies. We have the same situation in different ways at different levels. Where people give up declare that they have a final say over your life, over your destiny, over your blessing. Every part playing God over your life today is here by the Eight, nine. 16. Shedra, Misha, Kabadnego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. In fact, we will not use diplomacy to answer you. We are not going to be diplomatic. We will tell you the truth about our God and about our stand. We are not going to be careful. We will tell you the plain truth. 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. If that is your decision, we will tell you one thing, that this God will deliver us out of your hand. The God will serve. 18. But if not, be it known unto the O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set on. Even if this God fail to appear, we will never change our stand. If we perish, we will perish. But for us to change our stand out of fear, so that we will live because of you, we will never do that. 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. Why? He had never seen that kind of thing before in his life. These small boys who are nothing can boast of their God. Can challenge me the way he has challenged me. Who gave them the God? Pharaoh told Moses Any day I see your face again, you'll die. He didn't know that he had made a declaration that would backfire. He didn't know he had just activated what would backfire. By the time they hold the next meeting, heirs of the Egyptians will have ruled. Any part in your head will die for your sake. Amen. Hey, Verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and He pe- spoke, and commanded they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. If it was 1,000 degrees, make it 7,000 degrees. It will melt. I want to teach them a lesson. No power can disgrace you on earth in Jesus' name. Amen. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shedra, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning fairy furnace, most mighty, the henchmen. Then these men were bound in their clothes, their horses, and their hearts, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abadinego the people that were not thrown in the fire people who were carriers of death agents of this death they were supposed to throw this man into the fire, God burnt and died God has a message for somebody this year, those carriers of death agents of death contracted against you this year will die before you (laughs) And these three men, Shadamish and Abadnego, fed and bound into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hearts. They are still uh, the way in the original form before we threw them into the fire. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Your enemies will begin to recognize their God this year. Yeah. Then Nebuchadnezzar came to the mouth of the burning fairy furnace. And spake and said, Shedra, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God. Come forth and come hither. Then Shedra, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, captains, and the kings, counselors, being gathered together. So these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their heads signed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Sherech, Meshach, and Abednego, yes, who has sent his angels and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and has changed the king's word. Nobody changes the word of the king. The word of the king is law. Once the king makes a declaration, it is final. It can never be altered or changed. That was why when the king made a declaration, as the daughter of Herodias, he said, Ask me what you desire from me. Even up to half of my kingdom. He said, I want the head of John the Baptist. He couldn't change. Because no king can alter his war. If you do that, you'll be overthrown except God is by us. But in this situation, the king altered his world. Because the God of Sherech and Meshach and Abadinegu showed up. Wish of kingdom do not alter their walls. Marine kingdom, one day that after this about they can never alter. It's either you accomplish that task or you die for the sake of that task. That's how they oppress the money kingdom. But this is 2019. Whether it is the Lord of the king <laughs> or the declaration of the money kingdoms, God will force them to change it for your sake. Rakamahu yeah. twenty nine. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abadnego shall be cut into pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after they saw. Then the king promoted Shedra, Meshach, and Abadnego in the province of Babylon. What actually activated these faiths actually made the man of to show for them. What was it they said that made the man of war show himself to the enemy? He said, we'll never be careful in answering you. There is no diplomacy. He said, we will never bow to your graven image. Even if our God failed to appear. Because of these great walls of faith, the doors and windows of heaven were open for them for divine intervention. The walls of faith you speak makes the windows of heaven to be open for you. Make the doors of blessing to be activated for your sake. This morning the Lord is telling me that foundational powers is still at work, making people to choose between God and those powers. That people are saying, It is the God of my forefather. He has served my ancestors. I am bound to serve them. When I give them libation, I give them certain things, they give me what I want. Life is about choice. You make a choice, you decide what you want. The strong man of calamity is asking people to make a choice. People, because of reproach, shame, calamity they decide to serve the God of Mammon. As I speak, many have already and are still embracing the God of Mammon through ritual, court money, as an escape from a strong man of lack and poverty. Some people will say, embrace our God and you will have protection for life. Which protection? Which protection for life? If you stay more than 100 years on earth, you become a liability. So what kind of protection are they going to give you? To stay 1,000 years? You do what God has called you to do on earth. You begin to prepare you are joining back to where the real enjoyment is. Which is an eternity in heaven. For somebody to tell you. They are there to protect you. <laughs> I have seen people in court. That cancer killed. I have seen people in court. That accident killed. I have seen people in court. Poison killed. I have seen people in court. That had killed. That God couldn't protect them. The ultimate protector is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. People of the world should not be deceived. Many have made the wrong choice of joining court as an escape from strong of death or life-threatening situations. The first still remains that you cannot use the devil to conquer the devil. Death is of the devil. You can't use death to conquer death. You use life to conquer death. Jesus Christ is life. The devil commits to seek, to kill, and to destroy. He commits. That is his work. You can't join the devil to conquer death. Mm-mm. But I have come that you have life and have it more abundantly. You need that life to conquer death. People are just being deceived because they don't want to exercise faith. They embrace fear. And fear pushes you deeper and deeper into the demonic realm. For you to enjoy real life and life more abundant, one must embrace and hold on to God by faith. Come with me to Romans chapter 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That same question was asked Meshach, Shadrach, about It was asked Daniel. Joseph went through this question. David went through this question: What is it that is capable of separating you from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, are these things able to make you give up your faith in the Lord? Are they able? As it is written, "For that is say we are killed all the day long; we are counted as sheep for the slaughter." Even if we are killed, like she- it's even in all these things. Thirty-seven. Nay, in all these things, we are more than what? Conqueror. Through him that loved us. That's it. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Romans chapter 8, verses 35-39 are questions that every child of God must ask and answer genuinely the questions you ask yourself and only you can give yourself the genuine answer, what shall separate us from the love of Christ as many have sworn that nothing shall separate them from the love of Christ will inherit the following blessings you will inherit the visitation that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego enjoyed because of their faith in God every career or agent of death assigned to waste you or your family we perish before you people. Amen. As many as are plotting for your death, will receive the divine honor. I call it divine honor of dying before you. Amen. As the God of shows up for you this year, he will make you and your family a sign and wonder to your enemies. Amen. Your God will surprise your enemies this year. Amen. Back to that book of Daniel chapter 3. If you look at verse 24 of that chapter 3, it says, Nebuchadnezzar he was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered the king, True, O king. He answered, I said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. fourth person is like the son of God. God what happened? God surprised the enemies of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Your God will surprise your enemies this year in Jesus' name. When our God shows up for your sake, your enemies will begin to see your God in action. How did the king see the three men and the fourth person? God opened his eyes. Hello? God did what? Opened the eyes of the king. Laban was on his way. If I catch up with Jacob, Jacob is a concluded issue. I will kill him. I'll collect back my properties, take my grandchildren back home. He had already made up his mind what he would do to Jacob for running away. On the way, where he slept that night, the God of Jacob showed up and told him, make sure you do not say anything bad, evil to that Jacob. There is somebody God is telling me here that this year, your worst enemy will desire to make peace with you. Amen. Yes. And return your stolen virtue. So when God showed up, and the eyes of Nebuchadnezzar was open. He said, I'm seeing something strange. I'm no longer seeing three persons. I'm seeing four people. God is telling someone that this year you no longer walk alone. Amen. Anywhere you are going to, if people are five, he will make you probably the sixth person. Yes, if you are going alone, he will make you the second person. Amen. In times of unfavorable situations, your enemies Will begin to see your God, Amen. they will no longer see you. Yeah. That is why any evil that will fly around this day will never locate you. Yeah. When you pray and you feel that God is not hearing it's not that God has forgotten you, it's that He doesn't need distraction, He's busy fighting for you. Yeah. And I want you to understand this in every situation, God will show up for your sake. Yeah. And what happened in verse 26? The Nebuchadnezzar came to the mouth of the burning fairy furnace. And he spoke. He called him. He said, Come forth. to his amazement. Shadrach, Meshach, Abadinego, came forth out of the midst of the fire. <laughs> he didn't say let the fire continue. He said, No, let them come out. This year, your enemies will use their mouth to declare a ceasefire. They will declare a ceasefire. In your favor. It got to a point that Pharaoh declared a ceasefire. I said, go and call Moses. I told Moses before that any day I see him again, he will be a dead person. But today, I revoke my word. Go and call Moses. Because I have declared a ceasefire. Go and call Moses. Moses, come, take your people. Apart from taking your people, pray for me too. Because I need your prayer to be alive. Where God forces your enemies to declare a ceasefire, means they want to be alive. Because they know that if they don't call for ceasefire, their lives will be on the line. And what happened? When they call for that ceasefire, they said they should come out. This year, the enemies will use their own mouths to declare freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 27. He said, and the princes, governors, captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. They saw all these things openly I want to take you back to somewhere. Look at verse 8. Go back, back up to verse 8. This one was declared openly. Verse 8 of that chapter 3. It said, Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sabot, the satry, the docimer." And all kinds of men shall fall and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he shall be cast into the midst of a burning furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over their face of the province of Babylon, Shedra Meshach, Abad-Nego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee, they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set off. They conspire hidden conspiracy. Secret conspiracy. As many as are conspiring against you, this year they will witness your open promotion. Yeah, yeah. Because when the promotion came, it was an open promotion. It was an open promotion. But when they were conspiring, they were doing it was a hidden one. They didn't know the thing would turn around. When Haman was digging that gallow he didn't know that he was creating a enabling environment for himself where he would be destroyed. When Herman was told, declare how somebody should be promoted, he said, I'm the one now. He decided to write the best promotion anybody can ever have. I want somebody to understand that this year, your enemies will aid your promotion. Amen. Herman didn't know that honorable house of the vice president he was enjoying, deputy of the king, will go into the hand of Mordecai. Man proposes, God disposes. What well, we need to move to the next level. On earth is our faith. I'm talking about divine next level. Amen. The next level for children of God are going to go higher. And because of their faith, verse 28, the book of the that declared this, a blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angels. You see, the king knew that angels walk, and delivered his servants that trusted in him. I have changed the king's wall and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. So that your enemies will praise your God. Amen. They will worship your God. Amen. They will bless your God. Amen. In 29, therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shaddai, meshachabade shall be cut in two pieces. And their houses shall be made a donkey because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. God has spoken one, and so has have I had. That all power belongs to God. This year, all your enemies will come to terms that our God reigns. Amen. That God has saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will save you. Say promotion does not come from us. it's a way coming from God. And the king promoted them. Verse thirty. The king promoted it. When people come to me and say, "Man of God." I'm supposed to get promotion. I was not promoted. I said, cool down. It means it's not yet your time. Hello? It means your own is going to come in an honorable way. The day your own will come, natural protocol will bow. Amen. Supernatural protocol from heaven will be what will in place for your sake. Amen. When your own comes, people will ask how I manage. You need to know who this God is. Then I left to say, those who know their God shall be strong. Do what? explodes somebody came and leaked information Mordecai had where they were plotting against the king to kill the king Mordecai went and gave the information look at all these are people planning to kill the king instead of Mordecai being promoted the people who were on top there conspired and said they were the one that find out of course now they promoted her man because the king couldn't have access to Mordecai and Mordecai had nothing when man says it's over God said, It's not yet over. One day, they didn't know the scribe. The scribe still wrote that it was Mordecai that gave her the information. The scribe, the secretary, still wrote the name of Mordecai. He didn't write the name of Haman. So, when the decision to promote Mordecai came, God denied the king peace. The king couldn't sleep. He started going through the book. He said, Give me the book of record. He started going through the He saw where it was written. It was Mordecai. He said, Ah, ah, Mordecai. Okay. What do I do for this young man? What do I do for this young man? There is somebody here. God is going to trouble your destiny helpers to locate you. Amen. And he said, Who is there? Who is in my palace? They said, Aman is around. He said, Come on, Aman. I am itching to bless somebody. And Aman looked at him and said, Is there another person that is close to the king? It's me. He said, Well, oh, king. You know, you have 10 vehicles, convoy. Apart from the one you use, the second one is the one that should be used to carry the person around. Your second ring wears everything. Should, that person should wear it. He was already positioned himself. And the king said, Haman, ah, you see what you have just said. Let not even one of you drop. Turn from here today. Each step you take will activate the devotion of your enemies. Hey! Hey! And what happened? Haman said, ah? What is happening? Oh, God is in action. If they ask what is happening, it means that God is walking. Because where the power of man ends is where the power of God begins. I thank God allows your enemies to use their wisdom. When they have finished their human wisdom, God brings forth supernatural wisdom. If they had told Haman that Mordecai will inherit those blessings he will never believe. So the blessings he had purpose, written out for himself went to Mordecai. The estate he acquired for himself went to Mordecai. The promotion he had as vice second went to Mordecai. The riches of the Gentiles are for children of God. This one, God is talking to somebody. If you feel that you have lost us something, you are not lost at something. Because God is still on this throne. What the enemy has stolen from you will overturn. Amen. Overturn. Amen. Overturn. Amen. overturn Amen. And locate you this year in Jesus' name. Amen. We are serving the man of war. A God that does not fail. A God that does not forsake and abandon his children. This year, God will use your enemies to promote you. Amen. The enemy will provide an enabling environment for your promotion. If an agreement, shout hallelujah. Our God does not show up as a man of war when you are in the comfort zone or at the moment of rest. He does not show up as a man of war. He shows up as a man of war when there is a trial of your faith. He shows up mostly when you have to make a decision. A decision to stand by faith and die for him or stand by fear and live for the devil. The three Hebrew boys decided to stand by faith and die for him. Then they decided to stand by faith and die for him. But because they stood by faith, the Lord waved off that yoke of death. You have to take a decision to stand by faith and die for him. Or stand by fear and live for the devil. Jesus Christ refused to accept fear and live for the devil. So he chose faith. He died for us and he rose on the third day and lived forevermore. Joseph stood by faith he rejected the gift of Potiphar's wife. Even at the expense of his life, he went to prison. He knew, it not for divine intervention, the allegation of Potiphar's wife was enough to kill him. As a slave, there was nothing like let us hear from him. Once Potiphar's wife had declared, this is what this boy tried on me. The love God planted in Potiphar's mind that kept him alive. Otherwise, Joseph was supposed to have been killed. Executed. But he stood by faith and decided, if I perish, I perish. But God did not allow him to perish. He went to prison, and God showed up for him. When God showed up as the man of war, he became the governor. Esther, a Jewish lady in the Persian kingdom, declared, if I perish, I perish. And her faith in God moved her to embark on a life-threatening venture. Because of her faith, her God showed up. Daniel's faith was so that he refused to bow before the graven image of King Nebuchadnezzar. Although he was the second, the next to the king, he submitted himself for execution. And the lions then, his God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, showed up. I prophesied that your God will show himself to your enemies. Yeah. For God to show himself as the God of vengeance and to show himself to your enemies, we must make a choice between faith and fear. Make a choice between faith, fear, unbelief, and, and doubts. We must be willing to follow God all the way. There must be a clear distinction and separation. In our lives, between godliness and carnality. Between flesh and holiness. Even at the point of spiritual and physical death, we must refuse to give up on our faith. Our faith is what connects us to our God. When we drop our faith, it simply amounts to close heaven. Our faith is the only spiritual lifeline we need to move our God into action. I want us to look at some of the things that happen when God shows up. The brothers of Joseph swore that they would never bow before him. And when his God showed up, they not only bowed, they lived under the mercy of Joseph. The enemies will be at your mercies. In the absence of David, his seven other brothers competed for what was his. But none could possess sin. But when his God showed up, the anointing of Daniel ovation located him. This year, that same anointing will locate you. This- this year your God will show up for your sake, and what belongs to you will never pass your back. Amen. clear that thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointed my head, my cup will run it. Say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. This year in the presence of your enemies, your God will show up and promote you. Amen. That means wherever you go, people will rise up to welcome you. Wherever you go, people will rise up to honor you. Wherever you go, people will rise up to accept you. Wherever you go, people will rise up to recognize you. You'll rise and fly like the eagles. Eagles fly higher than other birds. When God says you'll rise, you'll fly like the eagles. It means you will not be an ordinary person. Ordinary blessings will not locate you. Amen. Extraordinary blessings. Uncommon breakthroughs will locate you this year. Amen. This year you will be recognized like David. Amen. This year you will be honored like Joseph. Amen. This year you will be celebrated and favored like Esther and Mordecai. Amen. As God showed up for his people in the past. So shall our God show up for you this year. Yeah, yeah. You will make your son and wonders yeah, yeah. to our enemies. Yeah, yeah. If an agreement, shout hallelujah. Alleluia. Rise to your feet and begin to appreciate the Lord for the word. That we have heard this morning. I want to use the opportunity to work on those who have not given their life to Christ. Whatever you are, if you know you have not given your life to Christ, it's a wonderful time for you to begin to talk to the Lord. Oh yes, talk to him. That by reason of today's message... You will come and accept Him as your Lord and Savior. In all ways we offended Him in the past. They should blot out their sins iniquities with the blood of Jesus. And those of us who are already born again, we offend the Lord in words, in actions, in thoughts, in different ways. I want to open your mind, and begin to talk to the Lord, ask for His mercies. In all ways we offended Him in words, in actions, in thoughts. We repent. We surrender to His way. Say, if I confess my sins, He's faithful and just to forgive me and to pray, me from all unrighteousness. Father, as we confess our sins, we ask for your mercy. And for those of us who are accepting him right now, Father, I ask that you will write the names of your children, blot out their names from the book of death, write their names in the book of life, and cause them by your precious blood shed on the cross of Calvary to be beneficiaries of your kingdom heritage, use them for your kingdom works and unto your glory, that only your will will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awoni Yelemo Street, Ajao Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or regiaradio.com. For prayer and counseling, please call plus 234-703-668-7445. May God richly bless you.